Too many people have the wrong understanding about shame. You think you come to the Lord and get rid of your shame. You come to the Lord and start being prideful about being righteous. I'm a Christian now. I follow the Lord. I go to church. I do this and that. And you start acting as if you're so righteous and so flawless. And where do you get that from? That's not what the scripture teaches. That's not what the Lord said. As a matter of fact, he said the exact opposite in many places. But to give you a couple of examples, Ezekiel 16, Ezekiel 20, at the very end of each chapter. Ezekiel 16, he says, Then, talking about when he forgives Israel for all of their idolatry, adultery, fornication, prostitution, betrayal, wickedness. As a nation, not the individual. The individuals will get judged and go to hell because they chose to die as wicked men. But for the nation, he will say you will be so ashamed. You'll never open your mouth again. He didn't say you will jump around. Uh, I'm, I'm forgiven. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Oh, the Lord is good, the Lord is good. Yes, the Lord is good, but be quiet. Remember who you are. His righteousness does not cancel your wickedness. Sure, it covers it so that you don't die in your sins and you are pardoned. You get a pardon, but you're still wicked and you should be ashamed of yourself. He told Israel in Ezekiel 16, you will be so ashamed you'll never open your mouth again. Don't go bragging about what you've done. Don't go bragging and be so prideful that you've accomplished something. You know who you are. You know what you've done. Don't try to hide and pretend. Smile, smile, smile. Oh yeah, you're so happy. I'm, I'm saved. Yeah, I'm saved. I've been... Ugh. That's how I know you're a liar and a hypocrite. Because the real men that follow the Lord are humble because they know who they are. And they walk with the Lord, which means they have the relation, they have the comparison, they have the right kind of perspective unto themselves when they see the righteousness of the Lord. And then they look in the mirror and see themselves. Yes, we should be ashamed of ourselves. I struggle with it, and every man who is honest will agree with me. Ezekiel 20, the same thing, the shame of what we've done, our wickedness, our sins, our rebellion, how we ignore these commandments. We all know, everybody knows, we're born with it, the conscience you know what's right, you know what's wrong, and yet you just choose to ignore it because you say to yourself, nobody knows. Just this once, it's okay. I'm not stealing from anyone, it's just a system, it's a store, it's a corporation. It's just one girl, it's just one time we're having sex, it's just that one. And you excuse yourself and you lie and you say, oh, it's just a white lie. And you make up your excuses and then you come to the Lord pretending like you're all that. No, you're a wicked man. You're evil. You're wicked. You're perverted. 
remember that. Sure, you're in rehab now, because allegedly, well, you know, let's pretend that you are a follower for the sake of the argument, even though most of you are not, but let's pretend that you are for a moment. We follow the Lord. So for us, and for those who do follow the Lord, I can say, we are in rehab. But we are still in rehab. We're not perfected yet. The flesh has a memory of sin, and that is why we suffer. We are tormented, mostly in our dreams. The subconscious, everything you see, everything you hear, it's all in there. Nothing goes away. You can forget in your cognitive conscience memory, but your flesh remembers, your spirit remembers, it's still all in there. All those girls you slept with, the things you've stole, the things you watched, it's all in there. Only difference is that now you have a consciousness of righteousness, so you are actually tormented by the memory of your wickedness. Before, you didn't care because you were still wicked. It didn't bother you. But as you keep increasing in holiness, now all of those things that you've done that are engraved in your spirit, in your soul, they become a snare to you. They come back to bite you. And that is why you should always be ashamed. The Lord does not teach you to forget your sins. He says, remember what you've done. Did we not just talk about Isaiah 66? Outside of the new city, the corpses of all those who rebel, they will be abhorrent to all humanity. The Lord does not teach forgetfulness of sin. He teaches forgiveness, not forgetfulness. He teaches you to remember so that you remember who you are. You don't get so full of yourself to think you are Jesus. You're not. <laughs> no, we are not. We are but tiny little specks of wickedness trying to quit being wicked. That's it. Remember that. Be ashamed and be humble. Be quiet. God is in heaven. You are on earth. Let your words be none. Guy just did a wonderful podcast. And I'm sure you've heard it. Shame. Remembering. He tells Israel, remember the sins of your forefathers so you don't forget it. He tells you, remember the traditions that are righteous and what they taught. He tells the fathers, tell your children what I did in Egypt, how I delivered you, because they were not there to see it. They didn't go through it. They need to be taught to be grateful for something that they did not experience. Remember what I did when you rebelled so that you don't do it again. Did you learn your lesson? Yes, Your Honor. I tell you, I was scared straight after going to jail. No, no, I'll never do that again. Your father spanked you. Your mother spanked you. Your grandparents spanked you. Now, do you know? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you know, that doesn't good. I don't enjoy spanking you. Okay. No, just don't do that again. Okay. Okay. There you go. You have to remember. You remember when you put that knife in the, in the electrical socket so you don't forget 
what's the consequence if you want to do it again? Unless you got a thrill from the sin, then you want to do it again. They always say, making up is wonderful after a fight. The best relationship I had was after I said I was sorry and made up. Something about repentance and humility. You guys will go back to a woman, but you won't go back to God. You won't make up. And don't worry. You cheated on her. She'll never forget. She's going to use that against you to the day that you're in the grave. Guaranteed. That's what they do. And you're going to remember it. And she'll drop the hints to make sure you remember it. I took you back. Oh, now you are hers. You're owned now. I promise I won't do it again. Well, what you really are promising is that you won't get caught again. You've lost your shame. David ran to God, not from God. You remember sin. That's why you want it. You remember being drunk. That's why you want to drink again. You remember being high. That's why you want to get high again. You remember that crazy sexual experience. That's why you want that again. You remember jumping off of that mountain and the adrenaline thrill. That's why you want to do it again. And that's why you'll die in your squirrel suit doing it again. You skirt, dance, and play with death, chance, and consequence. And in the end, you lose. But remember, when you meet people that are that crazy about sin, such were some of us before we came into the light. So don't forget where you come from. Point it out to them, but don't browbeat them over it. You were once that way. Be compassionate, but be stern to remind them. You can get through it, you can get over it, and you can get out of it. I know what it's like to be in a pit. I know what it's like to be addicted. Addicted. I know what it's like to feel shame, feel trapped, feel like you wouldn't take me back. Not be forgiven. So I'm going to forgive you because I know what that's like. Not everybody knows what it's like. Some of you haven't been thrown under the bus enough so that you don't throw other people under the bus. Some of you haven't been fired in life enough to know what it's like to be fired. Some of you haven't been hungry enough to know what it's like to deprive another man of bread. Some of you haven't been lonely enough to know what it's like to be a comfort. No. And some of you are just screwed up by your own choices and decisions. So you're incapable of being empathetic. You become psychotic. You have psychosis. Either by mental illness, by chemical, by drug addiction, by abuse, by bitterness, by angry anger, by jealousy. So you have no shame. Which is why you could kill a baby so easily in your womb or hack him to death in Gaza or in a kibbutz in the name of Allah or territory. You have no shame, which is why you can just shoot somebody. 
for wearing the wrong tennis shoe. You have no shame because you're angry because you didn't get what you wanted. You will steal, you will kill, you will cheat, you will lie, you will betray. By the way, God's the number one target in your eyes. How sad you lost your shame. Shame is good. To be ashamed, to really feel that shame, that consciousness that hasn't been seared with a hot iron. You have no conscience. The people that work for you know it. The people that gave you life that bore you in this world know it. But as psychotic as you are, you have lost the ability to know it. The Lord says, I will turn you over to a reprobate mind. I will turn you over to your wickedness. It will have you and run you. You are now possessed and lost because you lost your shame. to blame Am I to blame Is this my fault Is this a game we play
Things change. Will we remain? Is this the end? Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Am I?